One of the things that stops small business owners from creating marketing content consistently is this feeling of being uninspired, of having no idea what to say in the first place. If you can relate to this, you are in good company. So many of us struggle with knowing what our marketing content should actually be about. But I am here to help. I have come up with 100 prompts that you can use to guide your marketing from your social media posts to your emails to your longer form content. I guarantee that these prompts will get you inspired and that you'll have more ideas than you even know what to do with. You can download this list of 100 marketing prompts for free at makinggoodpodcast.com slash 100 prompts. That's makinggoodpodcast.com slash 100-P-R-O-M-P-T-S. Welcome back to Making Good, the podcast for small businesses who want to make a big impact. This is episode nine, and in celebration of Pride Month, that's June, we're talking about representation and inclusivity. One quick thing, though, before we start the conversation. This is for those of you who struggle with social media in your business. Like, you have no idea what to post, you scroll mindlessly, accomplishing nothing, You lack motivation, but you feel pressure to do more, better, bigger, and you don't know how. I can relate to this, and it's why I joined Sweaty Social Club. If you recognize the sounds of that, it's because in episode five of this podcast, I interviewed Chris Emmer, who's the founder. In this membership, we have co-working sessions where we all hop on a virtual study table and get stuff done together. We have the opportunity to get feedback on our content directly from Chris in office hours each week. She delivers amazing tutorials, tips, suggestions, and content ideas, and there's a super active and fun Slack channel. If you're listening to this podcast as it airs, you are in luck. Sweaty Social Club is open for enrollment Tuesday, June 23rd through Thursday, June 25th. You can get 10% off your first month using the code Lauren10, L-A-U-R-E-N-1-0. And if you're interested, sign up at sweatysocialclub.com. Sweaty Social Club is one of my favorite and most impactful things that I invest in for my business. I would love to see you there. All right, so let's get into it. You may have heard the expression, the first pride was a riot, referring to the Stonewall Riots of June 1969 in New York. The Stonewall Riots are considered one of the most important milestones in the history of LGBT rights in the U.S., And they were led by queer people of color like Marsha Johnson, Sylvia Rivera, and Stormé de Larvery. And so I want to acknowledge that while in this episode I'll speak to personal experiences I've had as part of the gay community, the importance of representation and identity are equally relevant and important to the fight for racial justice as well as for other underrepresented identities. When I first started learning calligraphy back in 2015, I would create greeting cards, each one by hand with my favorite sayings and quotes on them. And my mom would sell them at her shop, Station 7, which is the one that I now run. After a while of selling at Station 7 and getting a positive reaction to my work, I got the confidence to post it online. When I started to participate in the Instagram calligraphy community, I had so much fun connecting, getting inspired by other makers and artists and learning about their lives. But I never really felt like part of the community or any sense of belonging the way that I saw other people describing. And then, one day I stumbled upon a gay calligrapher. She posted photos of her partner and their life together right alongside her beautiful work. 
and I was so excited, though I wouldn't have been able to explain why at the time. Looking back, though, it's clear. I saw myself represented. Most calligraphers get their start in the wedding world, creating things like wedding invitations, signage, menus, programs, etc. And overall, the wedding world is very straight and in some ways pretty conservative. I watched fellow calligraphers lettering Bible verses and posting photo after photo of straight weddings they'd done calligraphy on. There's nothing wrong with either of those things, of course, but we still live in a world of florists and venues and wedding cake makers who won't serve same-sex couples. So unless these wedding industry people came out and said, I support equality, I support your rights, I really had no idea where they stood. And that matters to me because I'm gay and gay married. In fact, I saw no representation of me or my life, either in the calligraphers themselves or the couples that they worked for. And I hadn't even realized it until I came across a calligrapher whose voice and content was so different from the mainstream. And so thinking back on this, it's recently started to occur to me that I want to show up better. I talk about my partner and my wedding and my life occasionally, but moving forward, I want to be more thoughtful and intentional about the ways that I show up and represent different parts of my identity, and to also make space for identities that I may not share. Because representation mattered to me when I was just starting, and so I know it matters to others. As always, I want to say this. I know that I don't do this perfectly. The recent and deeply important Black Lives Matter conversations we've been having lately as a country and world have had me taking a closer look at all of the ways that I can do better, personally and with my businesses. In the future, I'll have someone who can speak more knowledgeably about building an anti-racist business on the podcast. But today, I will just speak to what I can, my individual experiences, and what I'm working on myself. When it comes to small business, the idea of representation comes down to this. Who can see themselves represented in your business? In the photos you post, in your advertisements, in your employees and your leadership, in the vendors and the companies that you buy from? Who does someone looking at your business from the outside feel like your business is for? When you make decisions about your business, think about showing and supporting people with differently abled bodies and body sizes, different skin colors, different states of mental and physical health, income and economic privilege, cultural or religious backgrounds, family structures, gender, gender identity, and sexual orientation. We experience the world through our eyes first. And one of the most important places to start is the way that you present your company to the outside world through your brand photos and visuals. So by this, I mean the photos on your social media, your product photos online, your catalog, your website, wherever you have photos of people. If they're all thin and white, I really encourage you to think through how you can be more open and inclusive to the vast majority of the world who don't fit into those categories. This applies to more than photos. It applies to the words we choose and the places that we show up. Whenever you have an opportunity to show your support for marginalized communities, do it. A second place to look is where you spend your money. Who do you hire to work for you or provide products and services to you? Whether we're talking about full-time employees or contractors or vendors, where you spend your money matters. If you actively care about providing more opportunity to people who have been traditionally overlooked, I would encourage you to do a detailed breakdown of your expenses. 
for every company or person you spend, spend with, look at the company ownership and the causes that they support. Is every dollar you spend going to build a better, more fair, and kind world? One more thing to consider. If it's safe, we can embody representation by being vocal about parts of our own identities that people might relate to. For me, it's about being gay and living with mental illness. I want to make sure to talk about these parts of myself and my identity more often so that I can make sure others who might have this in common with me know that there's a place for them in the online business world. And I want to make space also for other underrepresented identities, including on this podcast. So watch this space. If anyone is out there feeling like they don't have a place in the small business world, how cool would it be to make them feel like they're not alone? In closing, I wanted to share one more quick story. Last year, I was approached by a fashion designer who wanted to collaborate on some trunk shows at Station 7, the retail shop that my mom started and that I now own. Her work was designed and made by hand. It was beautiful, and I know that our customers would have loved it. But one thing that's personally important to me is size inclusivity in fashion. So I asked her what sizes she'd have available. She told me that the largest size she'd have available was a 10, but that she could make custom orders for larger sizes. That was a deal breaker for me. I know how it would have made me feel to go to an event where I couldn't wear any of the clothes. And in fact, that would have been true for me if I had gone to this trunk show. The fact that they could make a special accommodation for larger sizes would have only felt like salt in the wound. I realize that this is a small action. I know that I am not single-handedly changing the fashion industry's inclusivity problem. But I do also know that I've spared my community members from feeling excluded or overlooked. And maybe the designer I spoke to will consider a broader ranges of sizes in the future. You've probably gathered from this podcast that my stance is small actions add up and small acts of good are so worth doing. So there we go. In honor of pride, a little celebration of my identity and encouragement for you to think about inclusion as you go forth in building your business. To take a closer look at the questions I mentioned and how you can make your business more inclusive, head over to the show notes at makinggoodpodcast.com slash nine. If you enjoyed this episode, I would love for you to leave a rating and review. Not only would I so enjoy reading what you think, but it will help us get this podcast in front of other people who could also do good with their small businesses. Thank you so much for tuning in and I'll talk to you next time. Bye.